Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Uptown Rundown podcast. In today's episode, we are not going to be here long, mostly because I, I don't really have much to discuss. And also, I feel quite unprepared, but that's just life. <laughs> so let's let's just start. Um, let's start with something a little light. Let's talk about Krusty the Clown. So Krusty the Clown has a new talk show. Um, it's not called Krusty because her first name is actually Candace. Her name, so the show is called Candace. Um, it's a talk show, and it's put and it's um, and it's on the Daily Wire network. The Daily Wire is a conservative news outlet. I, I guess you can call it that. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't really know what it is. It's more like, um, it's like, it's like, so, so the, the Daily Wire is owned by Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is a, um, he's a conservative talker. You know, he gives speeches. He has a YouTube channel. He has his own show on the Daily Wire, the Daily Wire, which he owns. So he's, you know, helping Krusty to produce this talk show. A talk show with a live audience, by the way. I'm kind of just like, who is going to see Krusty the Clown in a talk show? Who's, who is seeing this? So it is filmed in Nashville. Um, and it's supposed to be comedy. So <laughs> it's really weird. So it's supposed to be funny. Um, I don't think it's very funny. I mean, it's like, you might be Krusty the Clown, but you're not good at making people laugh. So I, I really do feel like, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if this weren't true, that someone was there with like a sign that said laugh. You know, you know what I mean? Because they do that. They do that for every show. They do that for the Ellen show. They, they even do that for Wendy Williams. And Wendy Williams is actually, fu- well... I think she's funny. Other people don't, but I actually think Wendy Williams is funny. And even she has someone on there telling you when to clap, telling you when to go ooh and ah, and telling you when to laugh. Like, she has someone there telling you to do that. And she actually does evoke some emotion from people, good or bad. You know what I mean? But Krusty the Clown, I don't think she really evokes much emotion other than just anger. (laughs) And that's not exactly anything... That like is that the emotion you want to feel when you're at a talk show? No. Is that the emotion you want to feel when you're watching someone do quote unquote comedy? What is conservative comedy? Someone tell comedy is like dirty, right? Like think of think of your favorite think of your favorite stand-up. I don't know anything about stand-up, but think of your favorite stand-up. It's probably raunchy, right? It's probably dirty. It's probably nasty. Like they're talking about sex, they're talking about threesomes, they're talking about all kinds of nonsense, drinking too much, throwing up. All types of, you know, tomfoolery, right? That's what they're talking about in a comedy skit. What is funny about conservativeness? What is funny about conservatism? There really isn't anything funny about it. So I watched, I watched a little bit of it. I actually, I didn't watch it. I watched someone else react to it on YouTube. (laughs) There's no way I was going to actually sit there and watch Krusty the Clown's comedy act. No, 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 no. Um... And it was stupid. It was, I mean, all she was doing was she was like, oh, so, so Krusty's on the, on the, on the stage. It's Krusty. It's Ben Shapiro. 
It's this girl, Nicole Arbor. Do you remember her? I think she went she went viral on YouTube, Nicole Arbor. She I'm pretty sure she did the was it called Dear Fat People? Do you remember that video with the blonde girl talking about like, oh, you're fat and it's your fault. Like, sorry about, you know, <laughs> do you guys remember that video? Um, I'm pretty sure she did that video. And then she had um, this guy named Brandon Tatum, who is, I mean, he's kind of the same as Krusty, like in the sense of being a black white supremacist. Um, yeah, you know, he was on the stage too. He looked like, he had a suit on. He never has a suit on whenever he talks to people. He talks to people like Dave Rubin. He talks to people like like Ben Shapiro. He, like, you know, he, he he's in those same, uh, you know, those same corners of the conservative internet, right? With, um, and, and it's just weird. It's just weird to me when you are black and you sit at the same table with white supremacists, you sit at the same table with people who have white supremacist talking points. Like, Krusty the Clown is one of those people that, one, she's black, two, she has white supremacist talking points. Um, You know, she's the one that says that racism no longer exists, even though she literally sued over racist acts. (laughs) Um, She says that cancel culture is a horrible thing. Even though she ran a literal cancel culture website, you can look it up. It's called Degree 180. I want everyone to actually know what this is. Like, she's a fraud. She's, she's such a fraud. I, she really does do it. She really does do it for clicks and views. Like, honestly, she really does. Um, so anyway, back to Krusty's show. She's talking about how she's in a Twitter war with Cardi B. Um, and they're going back and forth. It's just stupid because Krusty thinks that Cardi B's performance at the Grammys was disgusting and it's, and it's horrible. But we talked about this last week, how people have done the same, if not worse on stages. The only difference was that they were white on the stage. This is, this is why, this is why I call Krusty a black white supremacist. Cause she only has bad things to say about certain things when a black person does it. Or when someone who's black adjacent and does it. Cause Cardi B, she, 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 she isn't really black, right? Like she's like Dominican, right? Is she Dominican? I don't know what she is. <clears throat> but she's Latin of some sort, right? Hispanic of some, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, whenever it's someone black or someone black adjacent, she will have a litany of things that they've done wrong. Like, she will run down the list. She will check it twice. Like, she is crazy. Um, but when a white person does nothing, there's, she has no words. She has nothing to say. Nothing at all. Um, so it's just a dumb show. Look at it if you want. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why anyone would watch it. I don't know why I watched it. I watched it only so I could watch someone else react to it, but... Even even that is just doing too much. So, do I think that Krusty's show will last? I think it'll be around for a little bit. I really do. Because um, she's, she's a very good talker. She is... She definitely... Um, like, she's very good at what she does. She's very good at it. And it's no... And it's no... Um, it's no question to me of if she will do well. I think she will do very well with this show. I think it'll be, you know, it's not going to go mainstream. 
Like no one, like no one care again because it's conservative comedy. What are you joking about? Like, what do you make jokes about if you're if you hate, you know, uh, any types of skin showing on the Grammy stage? If you hate, like, like you, like she hates fun. Like, how are you a clown and you hate fun? You know what I mean? It's like you are a clown. You're supposed to be funny. She's like. But, but you know what the funny part is? Is that she's the joke. Like, she herself is the joke. Because how do you sell out this much? How do you sell out this much where all you do is say how black people suck? That's all she does. But, you know, she's like the good... Anyway, I talked about this for way too long. Um, so, Crusty the Clown has a show. You guys go ahead and watch it if you want. It's called Candace. Um, and it's on The Daily Wire, which, I mean, I don't know where you can watch it. You go find it, and you can let me know. Um, next, let's talk about Matt Gates. So, Matt Gates is a set, no, he is, um, in the House of Representatives. He's from Florida, um, and he is in big trouble. (laughs) He is in big trouble. So, Um, this isn't going to be a very long talking point either. Again, we're, 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 we're really not going to be here long, you guys. Um, which is actually good because I have to do laundry. <laughs> I got stuff to do. <laughs> so, Matt Gates. first of all, he's a creep. He looks so weird, right? Like, okay, you guys have to look him up. And then, so after I tell you this story, you have to look him up. And tell me that he doesn't look like someone who would do this. So Matt Gates, <clears throat> he is accused of sex trafficking, of child sex. Tra- so it's a literal mess. So he is being accused of paying women for sex and potentially paying a 17-year-old for sex and potentially bringing her across state lines for sex, I assume just to be in a state where 17 is the age of consent. Why are we doing... What? (laughs) Um, apparently there are cash app receipts. Now, I need someone to... Someone needs to tell Matt that when you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing, you pay cash, okay? (laughs) You pay literal cash. Like, why would you ever... (laughs) Who does this? Why would you leave a paper trail on the internet as if this isn't the most trackable thing ever? You know, what? (laughs) Who told him to do this? Like, I I was shocked. I couldn't believe when they said that there are potential cash app receipts. Wow. Like, like, wow. That, That is the only thing that I... Wow. Wow, because that's dumb, right? Like, how dumb can you be? I don't know. I mean, he's a Republican, so you could be quite dumb, right? You could be quite dumb because that's the party you're a part of. <clears throat> he is so crazy. So, um, so a reason why he might be in hot water is because he, you know, his little friend by the name of Joel Greenberg. Joel Greenberg used to do, I forgot what he used to do for the state of Florida, but he did something, right? He did something. And he, last year, was indicted on sex trafficking, potentially bringing an underage girl across state lines. What did I read the other day? Something like, 
Um, it was involving $900. Like, like, okay, so it's something along the lines of, like, they have found a cash app receipt from Joel Greenberg for $900. No, it, 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 it was something like he sent Matt Gates 900 and then you see Matt Gates sending that 900 elsewhere to, like, women. It's like, the paper trail is too good not to follow. Like, they've made this very easy. You've made this easy, Matt. You've made it very easy to, to pin you to the wall for this. It's so, it is the craziest, that is the craziest sex scandal story I think I've heard in a long time because it's so mind-numbingly dumb. Like, it's who does this? Like, and the thing is, you know better. Like, if you're going to do your dirt, do you do it and let everyone be able to find it through the internet? Nothing is a secret on the internet. It's... (laughs) Does he not know that? And you know what? It's not like he's even so old. He's 38 years old. Um, I think he knows that everything is trackable. He knows that everything's traceable. So it's kind of just like, why would you do this? Matt Gates is creepy. So remember, so you guys, I always want to tell you, <clears throat> when it comes to these politicians, I, I always want to give you a little bit of story, a little bit of background, so you really know who we're dealing with. So Matt Gates is a creeper. Do you remember in 20, whenever it was, maybe four years ago, maybe even five years ago, remember when revenge porn became illegal? Do you remember that story? Um, <clears throat> Matt Gates, I think he was the only person in the House of Representatives to vote no, meaning he did not want to make revenge porn illegal. I'm pretty sure he was the, either he was the only Republican to say no, or he was the only one out of the whole House of Representatives to say no. Remember, in the House of Representatives, there are 435 people. Imagine being the only one saying no for a sex crime. Imagine voting, yes, you can commit this sex crime. Who does that? (laughs) Now, see, that alone means to me, now... Look, I know you're innocent until proven guilty, but remember in an earlier podcast when I said that when it involves these politicians, you are guilty until proven innocent? And from the beginning, he, he to me, is guilty. He has, he's lost to me. It's done. It's a wrap. I know he did this, okay? Like, you might not be able to prove it in court, but I know that it was done. I know that he did. This is crazy. He voted... <coughs> He voted, no, I do not want revenge porn to be a crime. Imagine that. And imagine voting for someone who voted for that. Remember, when it comes to these votes, the politicians, their votes are public. You can see who voted for what. You can see who voted yes. You can see who voted no. Going back to, I mean, I don't even know how far back, but you can go back far enough and you can see everyone's voting history everyone's voting history. Um, imagine having that on your record. Imagine being the guy who's known for voting no and saying, I don't think this, this sex, like imagine voting to have more harmful sex acts be legal. Imagine that. What kind, 
Wow, wow, wow. Remember all that all I could say is wow? Wow. Um, and then he voted against, he voted against something else too. Oh, what did he vote? Oh, there, there, there was, um, there was supposed to be some kind of addition to a sex trafficking law. Yes, I remember now. The, I, I don't remember the details. Remember, I said I'm very unprepared today. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. But he, there, there was another, in 2018, Matt Gates was one of 14 Republicans to vote no against adding some more restrictions on sex trafficking. Why would you vote no on sex trafficking? And this is, and the Republican Party is supposed to be the party of family values? Like, mm, I need to know who the other four, who the other 13 people were that voted against it, actually. That's kind of weird, right? Like, anything involving sex trafficking, you would vote yes, make it a crime, right? Like, you, the listener, would vote yes to make it a crime, Kind of across the board. Like, it doesn't have to be much, you know? Like, it could be the slightest infraction. And you would probably say, yes, that's a crime punishable by law. Like, you would probably do that, but he wouldn't. But he wouldn't. Now I want you to look him up. Now I want you to look up his photo and tell me that he's not someone who would do this. You, you, you could know he did this just by his photo. <laughs> He's crazy. Um, he has some crazy support, too. So, oh, <laughs> listen to this, too. I, 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 I forgot about this. He, <clears throat> it has now come out that, what, maybe last year or the year before that, when Trump was still in office, Matt decided to ask Trump for a blanket pardon. Remember when Donald Trump was handing out pardons left and right to all of his little cronies, to all his little friends? All his little slimy friends, <clears throat> he was giving everybody a pardon. People were committing war crimes and he gave them pardons. What? <laughs> so, imagine being Matt Gates. You know you did this. So, you have, so you're afraid of this coming out. So, you see that the president is allowing war criminals to be pardoned. So, you think, oh, okay, a little, you know, dalliance with a little 17 year old. That's nothing compared to a war crime, right? That's nothing compared to acts to, to criminal acts of war, right? So he goes and asks for a blanket pardon. Why are you asking for a pardon if you didn't do anything wrong, Matt? Why would you ask for that? Do, do you ask for forgiveness if you didn't do anything wrong? Let me ask you, the viewer, that. Do you go and apologize to someone if you didn't do anything? Mm-mm, mm-mm, guilty. Guilty, like that's just it. Give me the gavel. It's 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 a wrap. It's a wrap. Um, <laughs> he's so crazy. But nobody is saying anything to his support. Matt, nobody is defending you. You have no friends. Like remember last year when Ellen DeGeneres came under fire for allegedly having a toxic workplace, and then everyone came out of the woodwork to be like, "Oh, I love Ellen." Ellen was nice to me. I mean, we know that the Ellen DeGeneres Industrial Complex probably sent out emails to these people. You know, like Ashton Kutcher said, oh, she's great. Katy Perry said, yes, I've never felt any type of, you know, weirdness with, with, with Ellen. How come nobody is coming to... The, actually, you know what? You know who's coming to the defense of Matt Gates? 
crazy people. That's who's coming to the defense. There's this, there's this concept. I don't even know what to call him. He calls himself an America first conservative. This person, this person's name is Nick Fuentes. He's crazy. He's like scary. He's one of those like, he's one of the, he's one of the people that says like, you know, he's like a Holocaust denier. He's one of the people that says that like the, 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 the Jews are coming to, to, you know, wipe out white people. You know what I mean? You know, so he's one of those. Um, he says that the age of consent is arbitrary. <laughs> he says, who needs an age of consent? He thinks 17 is perfectly fine. Uh, what? What? Oh, uh, what? And then who else is coming to his defense? Um, this lady Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming to his defense. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a um, congresswoman. She is in the house. I think she's from Delaware or North Carolina. Anyway... <clears throat> One of those two. She's crazy. She's one of the people that, that says that school shootings either didn't happen or they were planned. Like, remember what... So, if you don't know who Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene is, Marjorie Taylor Greene is this lady who was trailing one of the survivors from the Parkland shooting. And she's like, why are you... It's on tape. Because she, she recorded it herself. And upload it to, to the internet. Imagine thinking you're doing good by accosting a school shooting survivor. Uploading it to the internet. Like, like how stupid do you look? She went up to him and was like, why are you doing this? Who's paying you to talk like this? Like, what? And then she, 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 oh, she thinks the earth is flat. She says out of her mouth, the earth is flat. So she's a flat earther. She says that the California wildfires were not caused because, you know, wildfires are a thing. She says that the Rothschild family has Jewish space lasers and they have caused this. I am not making this up. You can't make this up. And this lady got elected, you guys. This lady got elected to make laws. She is, she has a hand in lawmaking in this country. A lady who thinks the earth is flat has lawmaking power. Imagine that. I mean, it's not that hard to imagine considering we just had Ku Klux Klan in the, in the Congress. It's not that hard to imagine, right? But it's just, again, this is something that we think is a figment of our imagination, but it is, it is not, it is here. It is quite widespread and it is able to spread <coughs> Through the, like, you know, through the weird doldrums of the internet. It's, like, just weird. Weird, weird, weird. That's the only person. So these are the two people coming to Matt Gates's defense. We got a flat earther and a Holocaust denier coming to his defense. <laughs> so that's who's defending him. Matt Gates, you are crazy. Um, I, I hope he goes away for a long time. Supposedly, he could potentially face 30 years. Um, I hope he gets longer because you, you, you shouldn't have been doing this. Or at least if you're going to do it, can you be smart about it? Like, I need him to get some extra time just for being dumb. Like, yeah, get sentenced for doing the crime. But like, we need an extra 20 years just because how dumb you are. Like, wow, wow, wow. Moving on, along the same lines of, you know, sex. <laughs> Let's talk about Bad Baby. Let's talk about this girl. Um, my opinion has changed on her a little bit. 
So if you don't know, Bad Baby is the girl. I, I do. I don't even want to call her this. So her name is Danielle, right? Danielle Brigoli. So Danielle. Danielle is the catch me outside girl. Remember that? You remember that from Dr. Phil. I don't even need to go into it. Anyway. So. So Danielle created an OnlyFans account. Um, which, okay, no harm done, I guess, right? Except. So when this girl was on Dr. Phil. I don't know why I thought she was like 18, 19, 20, because that's how she looked. Because she had all this makeup, the hair, the the demeanor, everything. She just came off as older than me. No, she was 13 years old with all this mouth, all this lip. She was 13 years old. But anyway, so she has created an OnlyFans account because um, she has turned 18. Um, I mentioned this briefly that um, I mentioned this briefly in one of the last podcasts, how I think she's distributing child porn because you can't tell me that you put... A, so she just turned 18 and then the OnlyFans went, went up with photos. And it's like, when did you take those photos? You didn't take them in the last five days. Maybe you took them in the last five days. But let me ask you, the listener, something. You know how you have a photo that's, like, really good of you, and it's two years old, it's three years old, but it's still good, and you still use it even though you might have gained 20 pounds from corona? You, you know what I mean? You can't tell me that some of those photos aren't from when she was a young girl. You can't tell me that some of those photos aren't from when she was 16, 17, 15 even. Like, you cannot tell me that. Yeah. How'd you get so much content, Danielle? You didn't just, like, the, the clock struck 12 and the count was up. So when did you take the photos? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. So she made a million dollars in six hours. I'm not mad at it. I think great. You know what? It's just a little weird that you're, like, could you have, like, Danielle, you probably should have waited a month. And then I wouldn't be having the, these thoughts. Like, you could have waited a month. You could have waited a month, put out the, these photos, and like, and then I wouldn't have anything to say about it. It's just a little weird. It's a little weird. And who is subscribed to this account? That's kind of creepy how people are. Well, I'm going to talk about this later. Um, but I, what I want to talk about is how, so Danielle has come out. She is speaking out against Turnabout Ranch. So, Turnabout Ranch is in Nevada or Utah or somewhere, somewhere in the literal desert, remote location, and they are a place where you send your kids, where they're a place where you send your unruly children, right? So, Dr. Phil sent her to Turnabout Ranch after he went to the show. After she went to, to, to the show, she goes to Turnabout Ranch, and all kinds of mess happened when she was there. Um, this girl, Danielle, the, the thing she's saying is not surprising at all. Um, it's not surprising in the slightest bit because we've heard these types of stories before. What did she say? I actually took notes about this. So she says, Danielle says the only reason why she spoke up was because someone else did. And so someone else spoke up. And now she is using her platform to speak up about it, which I think is a great thing. She has like 8 million followers on YouTube. Um, 
And then probably even more than that on Instagram, I didn't even look because I, but, um, like, so she says that, that the staff would hold kids to the ground, like hold their face to the ground, all kinds of unorthodox submission holds, um, really bad stuff. Like, it's like, you don't do that to kids. These are kids. She's a 13 year old. And with the potential to be held down against her will by staff members. Who are the staff members? And then, it's not even, that's not even the worst part. The worst parts are the fact that, that people who have gone to Turnabout Ranch are speaking out about being sexually abused. People who are talking, they have lawsuits too. They have lawsuits. Turnabout Ranch has many lawsuits for sexual assault. For torture! And someone was even murdered there. They had a staff member murdered. And this is where, Do- this is where Dr. Phil is sending kids? Like, you're sending kids here? Meanwhile, someone got murdered there? People are talking about they got tortured there? Is this where you send kids, Dr. Phil? That's crazy. So Danielle is calling for Dr. Phil to speak up and take a little bit of responsibility for sending children here. These lawsuits existed before Danielle came onto the show, and more lawsuits have come up even since. However, Turnabout Ranch is still being listed on Dr. Phil's website. Danielle's wanting to know, why are you still doing this, Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil was interviewed by someone, I don't know, but he was interviewed by someone, and he says... Oh, I'm so sorry that she had a bad experience. Um, He has no knowledge of what happens after he sends someone there. But Danielle says that this is a lie because her mother signed a release. What? A A release of consent of information. Basically, the ranch sends Danielle's progress to Dr. Phil while she's there. So... He can't say that he doesn't know of anything that happens because he gets progress reports on everyone he sends there. So mm, he's lying. He's obviously lying. Um, He probably doesn't care because this ranch is probably paying him. They're probably paying because why else would he send them there? Of all places, like random, random, right? It sounds random. He's probably being paid. Um... Yeah, they, they have rape lawsuits, sexual assault, murder, torture. Um, but let's talk about, um, oh, let's talk about the most annoying part of his statement where he says, oh, like it happened four years ago, five years ago, and now she's speaking out. This is the same language that people use when they talk about women who are raped. Um, it's like, why'd you wait so long to come out? And it's like, it's like, why, why would a woman want to come forward and say that she was raped? Cause you wouldn't believe her anyway. You know, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't believe them because you don't. And it's, it's the same reason why, like, like a woman who is on, like if she's suing someone for rape or anything of the, the sort, and the and her defense is going to tell her, wipe your social media clean, look real buttoned up and conservative in court. B- 
Because you guys will look for any reason to discredit her. Like, you guys don't, don't believe women at all. Like, so no wonder why it took this girl all this time to speak up. I'm not surprised that it took this long. Because it's like, why would any woman want to come forward? No one would believe them. So it's like, why speak up anyway? Why go through all of this? Like, there's no reason to go through all of this if, if no one's going to believe you. You know what I mean? It's like, of course she waited four to five years. Because probably, you know, she probably tried to push it out of her mind. That's what, and lots of women say this. Like, we don't know. Like, she didn't say she was abused. It was more so just like, this is what she witnessed. She witnessed somebody being held down against their will. It's kind of like, but I wonder if she's holding back. I wonder if she's holding back. Like, people are embarrassed to talk about it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, but it shouldn't be. It's embarrassing because you guys have made it so. And it's like, again, you, you don't, don't question why women don't want to come forward right away. Because it's that question. That question is the reason why they don't come out right away. Because, because you're already questioning them. It's like, What? You, you immediately don't believe them. You believe these slimy men. I don't know why people take the sides of these slimy men because I think you're guilty until proven innocent. Especially if you're in a position... If you're in a position of power, you are immediately, to me, innocent, guilty until proven innocent. Because it's not... Because I'm not surprised if someone abuses their power. Like, <laughs> it's not a surprise to me if someone abused their power. I don't even know. This situation is so crazy. It's just so ridiculous to me that this type of stuff happens. It makes it makes me think of, remember when Paris came out with her documentary about the, uh, about the rehabilitation place that her parents sent her to? When Paris came out with that interview, I wasn't surprised. Again, it's like the same story. You hear this story all the time, being like she, Paris talked about being locked in solitary confinement. Like, are you in prison? Like, you're at a child rehab place. Solitary confinement, not being fed. That's what Danielle said too, that they wouldn't feed them. It's like, what are you doing here? What is, why are these places allowed to exist? That's, that's creepy. That's really creepy to me. That's really weird to me. Um, yeah, I really don't understand how these places are allowed to exist. Um, now let's talk about Danielle some more. Let's talk about how, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she's been around the block a few times. And it's really not the fault of her own. It really is her upbringing. I'm sorry. It's like, we only come... As far as we do, I think, as a result of where we started. So remember in an earlier podcast, I said that you are born poor and you are die poor. What I mean is where you end up in life has to do a lot with where you started. Most of the time. Most of the time. Now this girl, yes, she has fame. She has money. Probably in the tens of millions at this point, right? Tens of millions. But... To get to that point, I'm sure it was a hot mess. And we know it was because she got sent to a friggin' child rehab place, right? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if later she came out and said that she was abused. 
that she herself was abused. Um, so she has a rap career. It's kind of weird. It's 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 strange. Um, she has this one song that I thought was kind of fun. What is it called? I don't even remember. It was called like I don't know. But anyway, she has a song. She has she has, she, she has a few songs. Um, and it's and it's kind of weird to me how like mm, like in her videos. Like, there'll be grown men in the background, you know, just, like, bopping along. And it's like, why are there grown men surrounding you and you're a child? Like, you're a literal child. <laughs> um, it's like, who is looking out for her? I feel like no one's looking out for this girl. Um, and they're just there waiting to take advantage. You know what I mean? It's like, they're just there waiting for their chance. Um, it's just creepy. It's just really creepy. Um, I feel like this is like a thing in America. I don't know if it's, I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's just an American thing. It's just a thing. Like, you can't tell me that most men aren't attracted to little girls. You can't tell me that because we've seen too much. We've seen far too much of it. Um, it's really weird to me. It's just weird. And I think we have to just call it out more. Like, you know how when you see these celebrities, these male celebrities, they're like 50 and they're dating someone who's 22? What is that about? What is that? That's creepy to me. Like, what, what do you have in common with someone 30 years younger than you? What do you have in common with someone 40 years younger than you? know what I mean? Like, what do you have in common? <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. The only thing is you want to have sex with them. That's it. That's all you have in common. You want to have sex. That's it. Because a 22-year-old wants to have sex, and, and you nasty 65-year-old man, you want to have sex with a 22-year-old. So you, so it's just weird. It's all weird. I feel like she's been taken advantage of more than once, more than a few times. Like, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit. And then again, and we see this often. We see this often, how these girls who are in show business they come forth later and say that their lives suck. Like, look at Britney. Britney's life is a hot mess. Um, and it's like, but they don't come forward because, again, you guys wouldn't believe them anyway. You guys think that, oh, like, being abused, that's, that's worth it for, for the fame you got, for the money you got, for the recognition you got, that that, 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 that money is worth it. You guys would tell, tell Danielle that y you would say to her, that, oh, you made a million dollars off off the of OnlyFans. Who cares? Who cares that you might have got 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 in abuse? Who cares that you probably witnessed horror at that at that camp? Like you guys don't care. No one cares. Like Matt Gates, he doesn't care. That's why he voted no for making more sex traps. <sighs> please, please. It's all gross. It's all nasty. And it's like, and it's weird. So. Anyway, we need to call it out. We need to call it out more. Uh, mm, weird. So let's move on. Let's talk about Amazon, you guys. Amazon is... Wow. <laughs> Amazon is crazy. Um, I'm going to try to bring down the volume a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the yelling. Um, so Amazon is... <sighs> they have problems. They have, they have real problems. So... Let's talk about Amazon. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about Amazon's Twitter. So, Amazon has mm, I don't know how recently they launched this new sort of 
uh, Twitter account. It's sort of like their PR account. I think it's called Amazon News. Hold on. Actually, I can actually tell you what it's called because I have screenshots that I'm going to be reading from. Let me see. Okay, excuse me. So, Amazon. They, here we go. So, yeah, it's called Amazon News, but that's not even the point. Anyway, so Amazon has this account where they, you know, it's where they sort of talk to, to the public. They respond to criticism. Amazon's not, not, Amazon's not new to being criticized. They've been being criticized for quite a while now. Ever since they, you know, became a trillion dollar company, um, they've been, you know, kind of in hot water. So let's talk about one of the more recent things, and then we'll work our way back. Because we'll, we'll really see that there's sort of like a pattern here. Like, and, the, and the pattern is that Amazon does, does not care about their employees. Let's discuss. <laughs> let's discuss. So some politicians are quite critical of Amazon. For example, let, let's read a little bit. So um, this guy, um, this congressman, Mark Polkan, I, I don't know how you say his name. Um, anyway, he tweeted to Amazon, uh, paying your workers $15 does not make you a progressive workplace. Especially when you make workers urinate in water bottles. Let's discuss. <laughs> let's discuss. So let's discuss the $15 an hour. Amazon says that they're paying $15 an hour as, and that's such a great thing. Um, and it's like, you can make more working at any other warehouse. Like, you, you can make more. Even in the South, you can make more than $15 an hour working at a warehouse. So Amazon, stop it. You're not doing anything. Like, just because the minimum wage is $7 doesn't mean that $15 is such a great wage. Like, it's really not. It's really not. Especially when other competitors are paying more. They're paying more and you think you're so... I I really don't understand it. I think it's really good branding on Amazon's part. The fact that, you know, that it's taken this long for them to be called out. It's taking them this long to be called out for absolute nonsense. Um, now, let's keep going. Um, so, it recently came to light that Amazon workers in Bessemer, Alabama, have voted to, to have a sort of election to become unionized. So... The people have reached a majority where people say they want to be unionized. So then it comes to it comes down to everyone individually voting. Right? So let me explain that a little better. If you want to be unionized, you got to get some other people on board. So they got some people on board and now we have a vote coming, right? So we have a vote coming and that vote has come to the light. News people are talking about it. They have been talking about it. So, Amazon... Oh, so, Bernie Sanders got word that they want to unionize, potentially. They're going to vote on being unionized, these workers. 
being un- being unionized as all of Amazon's other warehouse competitors are. They are unionized, other competitors of Amazon. So it's like, okay, Amazon's like the only one. So anyway, so it's like, how do you do that? How do you reconcile working for Amazon when you don't have a union and you don't even get paid as much as elsewhere? Dumb. Anyway, so an executive at Amazon, um, Dave Clark, he got wind that, okay, Bernie Sanders is coming to Alabama to give speeches on the benefits of labor unions, right? So let's talk about what Dave Clark posted. Dave Clark tweeted, I welcome Senator Sanders to Birmingham and appreciate his push for a progressive workplace. I often say that we are the Bernie Sanders of employers, but that's not quite right because we actually deliver a progressive workplace for our constituents. A $15 minimum wage, health care from day one, career progression, and a safe and inclusive work environment. So if you want to hear about $15 an hour and health care, Senator Sanders will be speaking downtown. But if you would like to make at least $15 an hour and have good health care, Amazon is hiring. Dave, why did you do that? <laughs> Why did you do that? Let's talk about how all of Dave's points are wrong. Dave, it is not safe to work at Amazon. It is not safe to work in those warehouses. Let's talk about the people who have died. Let's talk about the people who have literally died while working at Amazon. Like, people died. In <laughs> and it's like the stories you read, it makes you think of like 100 years ago when there were no labor laws. It makes you think of that. And I'm talking about people being something to convey about. I'm talking about people being crushed by forklift. This is happening today. Being pulled into a conveyor belt and dying because of it. All for a 15-hour job? <laughs> no, no, it couldn't be me. But see, I am able to say that because I don't have to work in those positions. These people have to work in those conditions because maybe the labor market sucks. Let's talk about Bessemer, Alabama. Bessemer, Alabama has a population of like less than 30,000 and their um, median income is like $22,000 a year. So you got people making $20,000 a year. I mean, what's the poverty line? $15,000 a year for for, for a single person. So let's talk about the fact that most of the households in Bessemer, Alabama. Oh, I just dropped something. Let's talk about how most of the households in Bessemer, Alabama are families. Which means that a $22,000 a year job is poverty line because you have at least probably three people in your household. That's poverty line. Poverty line. So Amazon is paying a poverty wage. That's what they are doing. And yet, you're talking about being a progressive workplace? Listen, I can't speak to their health care. Uh, maybe they have health care. I don't know. I mean, sure. Well, let's give them that. Let's say that they have great health care, right? How great is your health care if you're about to die on the job? Like, if you're, like you could die here. And people have died. Um... Like, wow, wow, wow. Hold on. I have some stories about this. Okay, so they have robots. 
They, they have lots of automation inside these warehouses. For example, they have robots that, that, that like, you know, you put items on shelves, and then these shelves are like on wheels, right? And so it'll bring it to another area of the warehouse. Wherever it needs to go, these robots will bring it. Now, what we're being told is that a single robot can be carrying up to 340 kilograms of weight, of items. How much is 340 kilograms? That's like, that's like 600 and some, that's like 700 and some change pounds, you guys. So people have been hit by these robots, hit by them. Imagine being hit by something that's 700 pounds. You're, you're probably injured. You are injured. <laughs> you are definitely injured. Um, most of the injuries are happening when someone needs to fix them. So someone fixes the robot, but, you know, something happens and then they're crushed by it because they're like automatic, like it came back to life unexpectedly. You know what I mean? Um, so now Amazon workers are wearing these vests because these vests are meant to be able to help them withstand the impact of them getting hit. Imagine that. Imagine telling your employees, these robots might kill you, so we're going to put on some extra armor for you. We're not going to get rid of the robots. We are going to keep them, and hopefully you don't die. Hopefully you don't die from the impact. Wow, wow, wow. This is supposed to be a safe workplace, Amazon? A safe workplace? How safe? Get rid of the robots. Get rid of the robots and bring in some more people. You want to talk about how you have jobs to offer. Offer more jobs. Get rid of the robots. These robots are killing people. I cannot even. I really cannot. So, so Dave Clark, you shot yourself in the foot for that. Um, next, what else did you shoot yourself in the foot for? Um, yeah, the $15 an hour, please. No one cares. Amazon also... You know, they're, they're in the news for all kinds of mess, all kinds of mess. Amazon is one of the large advertisers on Breitbart News. Breitbart News is like basically a white supremacist news outlet, and Amazon advertises there. Meanwhile, employees have been begging them to stop advertising on white supremacist news. See, like what? Why are you advertising on that? And that's... I, I, I just, wow, 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 wow. So, let's talk about the weirdest part of it. Well, actually, no. Let's not get there yet. Oh, goodness. I have less than 10 minutes left, and I think this is going to be quick. So, Amazon News is, a net, is their Twitter account. So, they are, on Amazon News, they're constantly arguing with politicians, Constantly arguing with politicians. Remember when Amazon, and this is very recent, remember when Amazon tweeted about, oh, you, you don't actually believe that people are peeing in bottles, right? You don't actually believe that. That, that was in response to a politician tweeting at them. And, but the thing is, Amazon, you do, you, people are peeing in bottles. One, because they're telling us that, that they are. And two, we know that you know about it because people are leaking stuff to the press. People are leaking everything to the press. Amazon, you are not safe. 
Here is, so Amazon sent out a notice to people. We literally have it here. We have the whole email that they sent where it literally says you cannot and must not return bags to the station with poop inside. It says that. It says this evening an associate discovered human feces in an Amazon bag. So truckers are doing this because in order to make their targets, like they can't take breaks. And Amazon is so, is so, I mean, is the word punitive? They, they are so strict with their metrics that they, like these people are afraid of getting fired. Therefore, they pee in bottles and poop in bags so that they can keep going. Then another thing, the same thing is being told by people who work in the warehouse that they'll pee in a bottle, that they won't actually take their half hour break because if they do, then they'll miss their targets and they will be reprimanded for it. And you have a safe and inclusive workplace, Amazon? How do you have a safe, please? So next, Amazon, remember when I said that Amazon has that Amazon News news um, Twitter account where they're saying, um, <clears throat> they're tweeting at all these politicians saying, you're wrong, Amazon's great. Um, they said, you don't believe that that people are peeing in bottles, right? Meanwhile, Amazon knows that people are peeing in bottles. So Amazon, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. The most disgusting part of this whole thing is that Amazon has launched the Amazon Ambassador Program. What is this, you might be asking? Amazon is literally paying their employees to make Twitter accounts and talk about how great Amazon is. That's, that's, that's how far we've gotten. That's how far we have gotten. The reason why they did this is because, and again, we have the screenshots. Amazon technical engineers sent in a support ticket to the higher-ups saying, what is Amazon news on Twitter? They thought that it was hackers. They thought it was a fake account because they were being so antagonistic. They are li- so they're having Twitter wars with politicians and other people who work for the company thought that it was fake, that it was a fake Amazon account and that it was meant to make them look bad. When little did they know, it literally was Amazon's real account. And we know this because we have a screenshot of the emails that people have sent to the higher up saying, is this real? Is this, are we being hacked? Like, imagine your workplace is so crazy that you don't know if their tweets are real or not. Like, that's how crazy it's gotten. They, they are so nuts. So because of this, they have, to, they have to fix, like, they have to do damage control, right? You have to do damage control when it's gotten so bad that your own technical employees don't know what's going on on the technical side. Like, how crazy is that? Where you're arguing back and forth with politicians and your Amazon. It's like, you do that when you're just a regular old person. You don't do that when you're a trillion. Do you do that when you're a trillion dollar company? Argue? Argue on Twitter? Like, imagine that. So Amazon has launched the Amazon Ambassador Program. 
This is where they pay their employees to, to say good things about them. However, they literally tell you what to say. They tell you how to word it. So let me read something because we have the internal documents again because people leaked it to the press. Amazon can't get away with, any, with anything because someone is going to leak it. Someone's going to leak it. We have literal internal documents. <laughs> That's so crazy. So Amazon says, here's an example. So an example is the Daily Sun is reporting Amazon employees are forced to urinate in bottles during their shift. And your response should be something along the lines of, no, that's not right. I've worked in an Amazon fulfillment center for over four years and never saw anyone urinate in a bottle. So you are paying your employees to do the damage control for you? What, like, how weird is that? That is just the weirdest thing. Um, yeah. So, that's, that's where Amazon is. They were voting to unionize. And the craziest part is, the vote came, the vote was counted, like, a few hours ago. And the resounding vote was no. It was a no. It was an overwhelming no, actually. It wasn't even, like, it was like a landslide no. So that is just disheartening. That is unfortunate. It is so unfortunate that they have decided not to vote to be unionized. I really don't understand it. I feel like unions, I mean, we know that unions are about to be a thing of the past, right? I just didn't think that it was going to happen this soon. Um, let me see. I got the numbers up here. Um, yeah. So, 738 votes that voted, yes, we want union. 738. And then 1,798 votes saying no. So, we got almost 1,000 more votes saying no union. What is that about? What is that about? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I mean, Amazon did it again. You know, they did it again. They, they have been very staunchly anti-union, as most corporations are. Um, yeah, so I don't know what else to say. That's just it. Um, so that's the end of today's podcast. I mean, so in conclusion, I don't even know what to say in conclusion. In conclusion, stop looking at these little girls. <laughs> stop looking at little girls as sex objects. They are not. They are little girls. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and you know, Amazon workers, I don't know what your problem is. I feel like Amazon did a lot of like, I bet you they had a bunch of anti-union propaganda like propped up all over the place, except I feel like we would have known about it. We know about everything else. So it's like, I don't know. They really did. Like, it's quite astounding the way that they were able to get around this. It really is astounding because... You don't just get a, like how do you get such a such a resounding no such a resounding vote against unionization. Huh, well, so anyway, in conclusion, that's all I have to say for today. Um thank you guys for listening to this podcast and I'll see you guys in the next one.